0: You are listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. For more information about Journey, please check out our website at journeychristian.com. We are a community of fully devoted disciples of Jesus who reach out to love our neighbors, serve the hurting, and develop leaders for ministry. Well, Journey Church, we've got a special guest pastor to speak with us this morning, and I'm just going to challenge you to buckle up because Pastor Kevin Queen is with us this morning. And when we first were going through planning this service, Pastor Dustin said, man, Pastor Kevin Queen has been my close friend, my prayer partner, my advocate, my time in help for 25 years. And so I get the pleasure of introducing our friend, Pastor Kevin, as he comes up here. And I'll tell you, Pastor Kevin is the lead pastor at Cross Point Church in Nashville, Tennessee. An influential church, but this is a man of prayer that loves Jesus, his family, and the Great Commission. So, Journey Church, would you do us a great, loud Journey welcome to Pastor Kevin Queen?
1: It is so good to be with you, Journey. I've looked forward to this day, and I'm excited for what God has in store for us. I mean, this is, this is the beginning of a new chapter. Um, thought about bringing like a starter pistol in like, you know, like, a, like you begin a race and they said no to that. So um, but I, I just I want to I let you know that God is God, he's doing a work and uh, and he has done a work. and We're going to celebrate that. And um, Pastor Dustin, I'm excited about getting to. Uh, I, I've got a lot of stories and, uh, and that just means that whoever set this up really has a lot of trust in Jesus and uh, and in that. I won't share some of those, but, uh, but I've got some good stories to share. And I just also want you to know, um, Agard family, that uh, that we love you. Our family loves you. And I'm joined by Ree and and Bolton, my 13 year old. But uh, but we we love you, and you're at the top of our list um, because the list is alphabetical. And uh, and so uh, and you had to endure that joke in the first service. And so uh, and you you even chuckled just then. Um, but no, that's you guys the the way you love Jesus and the way you love one another. And the way you follow him and do whatever he asks you to do, it really is, it's inspiring and it's encouraging um, to be a, along the journey with you. And, uh, and I, want, um, I want you to know, Pastor John, is just so grateful as a, as a minister and, and for our family, for Re and I to get to see the way that, um, the way that you and Melinda have navigated uh, 42 years of just faithful ministry to Jesus and the way that you have loved him and loved people and loved well and the way you've given him honor. Giving Jesus honor in the transition, so we're just grateful, and I'm uh, learning today, being able to watch this and uh, and see the way this happens, and um, and I want you to know, uh, Journey Church, this is exciting because um because I get to I get to share partly from just a, a love for, for your pastor for Pastor Dustin. If I call him Dustin instead of using the title Pastor now and then in the message, it's just because I got confused, and uh, and he is my he is my friend, and so I may do that from time to time. Um but, um, but I wanted to, I wanted to share a story and, and since they say a, a picture is worth a thousand words and, in uh, and my time with you, it's limited. I want to show a picture. And this is from when I first met, um, pastor Dustin. This is when we first met. This is at Atlanta fest at, um, six flags over Georgia. This is in front of the mind Bender. There was a pool. We were at a week long concert festival. He came from Orlando. I came from Atlanta and we met, um, uh, we met there and and began this friendship. And this is us. And this is us in the. This is like this little landscaping pool. It's not a swimming pool. It's a look at it pool. It is supposed to be for looking. And uh, and and Pastor Dustin or Dustin at the time he was like, well, I'm going swimming. And uh, and so he got in there and I got in there. And that's a picture of hey, church. This is your pastor. And, uh, and so it's not too late to back out. It is not too late. Just to saying, no, that you know, it is. Um, I, and as I was looking at that picture and thinking back, I was like, I don't know whose idea it was to get in that. Po- yeah, I don't know who. It, it may have been mine. It probably was him. But here's what I'll say. If it was me, he didn't talk me out of it. He's a nudger. You know what a nudger is? A nudger, the, that person who nudges you to, to do things. Now that it's sanctified, we call it the spiritual gift of encouragement. But i just tell you, Your pastor is a nudger. Here's what that means. He will nudge you to do the right thing, the godly thing, the holy thing, the thing that God is calling you to do and asking you to do and leading you to do. He'll nudge you to that thing, to do the thing that God is calling you to do. And so if you don't want to be different than you are right now, then you're in the wrong place. Because this pastor will nudge you to live into the life that Jesus has called you to, that he put his spirit inside of you for. He will nudge you in that way. He he has the gift of encouragement, probably more so than anybody else that I've ever known. He's an encourager. He has a spiritual gift of encouragement. He's a leader. He is, he is a leader. He has been he has this gift of, of leadership. And so when Rhea and I, we were planting a campus of a church up in Atlanta. And so we had an opportunity to hire a high school pastor or a student ministry pastor, next-gen pastor. And we thought, well, if there's anybody that we could have in this role, this is back in 2014, who would it be? We're like, man, it'd be great to have Dustin and TJ and their family be a part of what God's doing. And so we said, hey, pray about it. And they prayed about it. They felt like God was leading them that way. And we were, man, we were so excited to be able to have them. And they came up from Orlando to it. Atlanta, but little did they know when they got into Atlanta, this was 2014, that they would encounter the snowpocalypse of 2014. Some of you may have heard of this. There was this storm like we hadn't seen in a, I mean, it was like in decades. And right when they're driving into Atlanta, driving up with a U-Haul with everything they own, this is not the way you roll out the red carpet for somebody from Orange County. Just so you know, like, this is not the way somebody who's from Florida, somebody who's from Orlando, it is Orange County, right? Yeah. Okay. Just checking, just making sure my geography could be up. theology. Could, I mean, we're just checking, making sure. They drove all the way up. They're driving up in this black ice ice storm, snow. I'm sure they're thinking in that U-Haul, what are we doing? Well, actually this, this, this picture came from the news. I zoomed in. There is a U-Haul. That could be your pastor (laughs) coming up. And this is not how you woo people from Orlando to come to Atlanta, but they came in and we had to try to find a place for them to live. Because the housing market was wonky at that time. And so we started asking around, found somebody that was willing to let them move into a, um, a studio apartment that was up above a three bedroom garage. The studio is a nice way of saying it's just one big room. <laughs> they moved into a 650 square foot apartment, family of five, all living together, one room, moved in, and didn't complain once. TJ, the kid, I mean, the kids were excited. They're like, woo, we all get to be in the same room. <laughs> Mom and dad like, well, how long is this going to last, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it lasted. And for three months, didn't complain one time. Came with a vision. I remember one of the first days Pastor Dustin came in. He's the next gen pastor. He came in. I was in the, in the office. He knocked on the, he said, come here. And he pulled me into the auditorium like this. Only there were about 400 seats. He pulled me in. We stood at the back. He put his arm around my shoulder and he said, can you see it? And it was empty. Middle of the day. He said, can you see it? I said, see what? He said, can you see this room filled with students? Students are giving their lives to Jesus, bringing their friends to Jesus, their lives being changed, their families being changed, students being baptized, students, students being in groups together. Can you, can you see it? Can you see a school being changed? Can you see it? And I'm going, i no, mean it's an empty room. He said, can you see it? I'm like, I think. He said, because if you can't see it, we'll never see it. But if you can see it, we'll see it. I remember, well, I can see it. <laughs> That's vision. That's vision. I remember going to a civil rights museum and hearing about Dr. King's message. at, He gave his I Have a Dream speech at the Washington, D.C. monument at the mall when he saw there, 250,000 people gathered together. And he gave that speech, and I learned something that day that I didn't know before. I learned that while he had the speech planned, there came a moment in the speech when Mahayla Jackson, gospel singer, said, tell him about the dream, Martin. Tell him about the dream. And everything that happened after I have a dream wasn't planned. He didn't need notes. You know why? Because it came from his heart. It came from a vision. It came from what he saw. And everything after that with I have a dream was a dream that was in his heart. But you need to know before it was Dr. King's dream, it was Jesus' dream. It was the vision of God, where Jesus said that one day every tribe, tongue, and nation will gather before the throne and worship, that we would be one church. See, we are living into Dr. King's vision. We're living into Jesus' vision, the kingdom of God where there's not a white church and a black church and an Asian church and a Hispanic church, but we're all one church together. And as I look around today, like it's a picture of the kingdom. It's a picture of the kingdom of God. And as I saw the student ministry that pastor Dustin led up at 12 stone, it looked more like the, the diversity of the lunchroom. So, when I walked in today and I saw this, I was like, man, you were built to lead a church like this. It's in your heart, too. Because if I asked you, if you asked Pastor Dustin, tell him about the dream, tell him about the dream, he'd talk about revival. He would talk about revival. And you know what? Unity and diversity is a byproduct of revival. Go read about Azusa Street. When God moves, when the kingdom of God, when up there comes down here, there's this multicultural, multi-ethnic dimension. We're all coming together as one. That's the kingdom of God. And to reach a multicultural, multi-ethnic city, it takes a multicultural, multi-ethnic church. And that's who you are, Journey. And I believe God for revival. So what I wanna do is I wanna, I wanna talk some to Dustin and hopefully encourage you. But there's gonna be some times when I just kinda, when I just kinda talk, to, talk to my friend And I want to look at a passage. It's actually four chapters, and we'll do one verse from each chapter. Some of you get nervous because you're hungry, but we're going to look at John chapter. If you got a Bible, you can open up to John chapter 14. This is what they call the the final discourse. This is what they talk about the last. This is the final conversation Jesus had with the disciples after they partook in the the Passover meal and what we call the Lord's Supper. Then Jesus gives them. This It's the longest Conversation that we find from Jesus in the scriptures, John devotes four chapters to it. We're gonna pick up in John chapter, chapter 14. This is right before he throws them the keys, right before he tells them what's coming, right before he, he gives them the keys to the kingdom to lead. He gives them some encouragement for their hearts. So John chapter 14, verse one, Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus, Jesus had just told him that he's going to go to the cross. He just told him that one of them is going to betray him. He just told him that, that Peter, who's like the leader in the group, Peter was going to deny him three times. I imagine as a disciple, you're thinking fear that Jesus, the Messiah, he's going to be crucified. He's going to lay down his life. They're going to take his life. So maybe they're feeling fear in that moment. Jesus looks at him in the eyes. He says, he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. He's like, look in my eyes. I'm not afraid. It's not an ounce of fear. And Jesus and he says, "My peace I give to you. Don't let your hearts be troubled." So the encouragement I would give you, bro, is like, and when you begin to feel discouragement, don't go to despair, go to his eyes. Like stay encouraged. Man, you are an encourager. Bro, your pastor has the greatest gift of encouragement of anybody anybody I know. But I would encourage you to go to that place of intimacy where you encourage yourself in the Lord. Stay in that place with God until your soul kisses heaven and then get up. That you would be in that place of intimacy. The greatest gift you give to Journey Church is not your strategy, it's not your energy, it's your intimacy. It's your intimacy with him. So stay, stay encouraged. And here's how I would, I would encourage you, church. Encourage your pastor, because sometimes when people are constantly pouring out their bucket... We think that the encouragers don't necessarily need to be encouraged. And He does, so I'm going to give you a couple ways. You're like, well, how do I encourage him? Let me give you a couple ways that you can encourage um, your pastor. First, um, write him a note. Write him a. Note. Dustin came and stayed at our house, and he just he left notes for all of our kids. We we all left like, my goodness, we were just so filled up with encouragement. Write him a, and it was so encouraging for us. I would just say, in this time of transition, that you would write a note of your prayer for Journey Church and your prayer for, the, for their family. All right, no, second, so I encourage you to, um, to make yourself a reminder to pray. You know how to set like reminders on your, on your phone? Did you make yourself a reminder to pray on Saturday night and on Sunday morning because as a pastor, that's when the enemy loves to begin to, let me just tell you how it goes. On Thursday, I can feel like, man, this message I'm bringing this week, this is gonna be the best message I've ever get to be. And then Saturday night, I'm like, this is the worst message <laughs> because the enemy wants us to doubt. The enemy wants us to doubt. Sunday morning, those times before, I would just encourage you, pray for your pastor. And if we're praying together, pastors praying for the church, church praying for the pastor, you better watch out on Sunday because God's going to move. So I'm going to encourage you Saturday night and Sunday morning pray. Third, be an active listener. This, here's what I mean. Um, like, Get out your notes, get out your Bible, lean in. When the pastor says something funny, you can laugh. If it's not so funny, you can still laugh. (laughs) It's an encouragement, (laughs) just like you did just then. And here's another thing, actively. It might be moving toward the front, being up close. Um, For you recovering Baptists, that might, might be hard for you to do, to move to the front. Take notes, there's something good, say amen, talk back. It's like pouring kerosene on a pastor. It's a gift. Be an encourager. Um, Another thing you can do is affirm when God moves. When God does a thing in your heart, when God does a thing in your family, when God does a thing in your life, when he speaks something to you, you you can just send an email. We get all kinds of emails as pastors. But you know the favorite kind? When people say, let me tell you what God did. Let me tell you what God said through you. And sometimes people preface it like, don't let it go to your head. But I think... I think there have been a lot of emails that haven't been sent because we don't want it to go to your head, but really what a pastor needs, he needs for it to go to his heart. And so I can tell you, Dustin, when you get those, something I saw Corey 10 boom, right? She said that when she reads, when she gets compliments, what she does is she goes through the day collecting them. And then when she lays down at night, she collects them like a bouquet. And at the end of the night, she says, God, I have something that belongs to you. And she returns it back to him where he gets all the glory encouragement. Send those kind of emails. John chapter 14. John chapter 15. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you, right? He said, I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me or abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Encouragement here is stay connected. First, stay encouraged. Second, stay connected. The duration and the strength of your ministry will be the depth of your intimacy with Jesus. I was in New York City. I came across a a man on the street and I was having a conversation. I asked him where he's from. He said, Chicago. I said, where do you live now? He said, in Jesus. I was like, well, you just got the pastor. He said, in Jesus. He said, that way I'm never homeless. He said, because I'm always in home in him. Man, I thought, how cool for God to bring you back to Orlando, to your home bring you back to this place. But one thing I love about you is that, man, you are most at home in him. That's the reason you're so comfortable in your own skin. It's because you're at home in him because you abide in him. You got more energy than anybody else. I know you do. You got so much energy, but the gift you bring to journey will not be your energy. It will bring your, it'll be your intimacy because the temptation I think for you will be endless opportunity you love people. You love kingdom opportunity. You are a kingdom entrepreneur. But, um, but I would encourage you, that's intimacy with God is how you're gonna know what to say yes to and what to say no to. I mean, TJ will help you with that. You've got the gift of a wise, wise wife. You guys make a great team. But I heard one man say, he said, he said that, um, he said, you'll always have people in your churches, but you won't always have children in your home. And so as you navigate those choices of where to be and when to be there, and you can't be everywhere, those decisions will come from your intimacy. So stay connected. Third, it comes from John 16:7. Jesus says, But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. I love this because encouragement to stay open to the Spirit. Jesus said, It's better that I go. Because if I go, the spirit will be, if I stay here with you, it's one on 12. If I go, it'll be one on one. And so the spirit inside of you, what Jesus is saying is the spirit inside of you is better than Jesus beside you. Because if Jesus was beside you, we'd all have to share him. But now the spirit of God that lives inside of us, that is the advantage. That's the advantage you have as a church journey. That's the advantage you have as a pastor. We can say, and we do say, and I've seen it today. Everybody's welcome but make sure that the one who is most welcome is the spirit of God. Welcome the spirit of God into all things at all times. Stay open to the spirit. And then fourth from chapter 17. Jesus' prayer over the disciples. This is his prayer over them. This is his prayer over us. He says, Father, the time has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you for you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life that they may know you, the one true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Just keep glorifying Jesus. Keep Jesus at the center. In a town like Orlando, where a lot of people want to be famous, make Jesus the most famous. Make Jesus famous in this church and famous in this city. Lift his name up above all others. Glorify the son in all things. The father loves to glorify the son. The spirit loves to glorify the son. May Jesus be glorified in all of your ministry. Stay Jesus focused, Jesus centered. Pull him to the center. And I believe you'll see revival. I believe you're going to see it. I want to, I want to leave you with a story and then give you a couple of gifts and I'll be done. The story was in um, Adairville, Kentucky. I thought Pastor John would like that. Adairville, Kentucky. Start with Kentucky. Um, there was a move of God, but there was a man named James McCready who was a pastor from, New, from North Carolina. And he heard that Logan County, Kentucky, Adairville, Kentucky was one of the most God-forsaken place. That it was a place who, it was a place where uh, where the criminals from the east where they went. It was a place where they went to to flee justice, and so they went to a Kentucky. This is about the turn of the 19th century, and as they went there to this this place, he heard about this place. He was burdened, and so he told his family and he told his friends. He said, "Would you pray for Logan County, Kentucky? Because I feel like I'm supposed to go start a church there." He moved his whole family there, and as they got there, it was a rough place. Started a church and they began to pray for revival. For three years, they didn't see anything. But then one day, things shifted. One day, things changed. Let me show you this picture. This is the Red River Meeting House. This is in Logan County, it's in Adareville. And it was in this place that God moved one day and about half of the people who weren't Christian, they became followers of Jesus. The other half of the people who were not who were followers of Jesus, they got right with God and God moved in that day in a way where nobody wanted to leave. Nobody wanted to leave the cabin. People just wanted to stay in the presence of God. God was moving and they began to tell everybody. And what historians tell us is that the second great awakening can be traced back to this log cabin in Adairville, Kentucky, the Red River Meeting House. Go look through history and I'm telling you that the abolitionist movement Goes back to this place, to what happened in this place. That God moved. And so I got you a couple gifts. Molten, can you hand it to me? Thank you, bud. A couple gifts for you. Let's see here. First, um, here's some flip flops. And these, these are the ones that you left at my house last time you were up there. And I just, I can't imagine, I can't imagine a Floridian without the flops. So I am, uh, don't know how you've done it. This is a, it's a journal with your initials on it. And this is a journal for you to write the stories of the move of God. You're about to experience that you would, uh, that you would value stories over stats and that you would write down the stories so that you can hand this off to the next generation so that they can say, you know, what, if God did it, then he can do it again. Amen. Write the stories and you don't need something to write with. And so I got you, got you a pen. And this pen is made from a, from a tree. Um, if you look back at that picture of the Red River Meeting House, there's a tree in front. And it, when it was falling with a storm, a man took that tree and he started making pens. Pins for people like you and me who believe, who believe that if God did it, then he can do it again. My prayer is that one day people would make pens from a tree on these grounds and tell the story of what God can do and what he can do through us, what he would do through you and pray for you. Jesus, we thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing and we thank you for what you'll continue to do. We pray that you would bless the Agard family, that you would move mightily, and Jesus, that your name would be so famous in this city, in this town, that the loss would come to Jesus, that lives would be changed, and the eternity would be different, that revival would come, and that you would get all the glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Amen.
0: Hey, let me just say this. I am so grateful that Pastor Dustin Agard has Pastor Kevin Queen in his life. Aren't you? Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Someone has observed that we're the product of the books we read and the company we keep. And I can assure you, Pastor Dustin is reading good books with the scriptures being the book that he's reading the most. And he is keeping good books company like Pastor Queen. People who are not only good to him, they're good for him. And that makes me very, very happy. Well, today, church family, we come to the final step of our lead pastor succession journey at Journey. We are here to officially commission and install Pastor Dustin Agard to be Journey Christian Church's lead pastor for the next chapter in the Journey ministry story. Yes, amen. <laughs> for the past four years, Dustin and I, along with our elder team, have walked this succession path together, and it has been one of the most fulfilling and sweetest seasons of my 42 years of local church Ministry I've told you before and I want to say it again I had hopes and wishes of how I envisioned all this would go but I can truthfully say that this whole succession season exceeded my expectation has gone way better than I hoped or imagined and certainly better than I deserve and a lot of that has to do with who Pastor Dustin Agard is he is a devoted disciple of Jesus who is humble and holy, and hungry. Melinda and I first met Dustin and TJ Agard in the fall of 2017 at Ted's Montana Grill in downtown Atlanta, Georgia. And I knew as soon as I met him, there was something very special about Dustin. I offered him the job on the spot to become our family pastor at Journey. But now we all know what the Lord really sent him to Journey to do. I have often been asked over the last few years by other pastors who meet Pastor Dustin, and they're quickly drawn to him by his endearing demeanor and his obvious leadership gifts. They'll say, Hampton, where did you find this guy? And I quickly say, I didn't find him. The Lord mercifully dropped him into my lap. The only thing I needed to do was to have the sense enough to recognize his ultimate calling, not mess things up too much for him. And when the time was right, to graciously step out of his way. I am so grateful that I could be part of how the Lord grew and developed Dustin over time to become what we are here to finalize today. This past Friday evening, I gave Dustin this picture. It's up on the screen. We've shown this before at Journey. It's from a trip Dustin and I took a few years ago, I think back in 2018. We're standing at the front of the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. And I added this inscription to the picture. I said, Dustin, you are the bridge to Journey's future. You're a brother to me for life with a bond that we share in Jesus forever. I have loved the journey with you and I love you. Dustin, I truly cannot imagine doing this succession journey with anyone other than you. And today, as you officially assume this sacred responsibility of leading this special church that we both love so much, let me give you this empowering and enduring gospel charge that Paul wrote to his beloved son in the faith, Timothy, but I've personalized it a bit for you. Dustin, my beloved brother, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is the gospel. Here's a trustworthy saying, Dustin. If we died with him, we'll also live with him. If we endure, we'll also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we're faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Keep reminding God's people of these things, Dustin. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead and in in view of his appearing and his kingdom, Dustin, I give you this charge. Preach the word You keep your head in all situations. You endure hardship. You do the work of an evangelist and you discharge all the duties of your ministry. And finally, I would like to conclude, Dustin, by reminding you of these very important words from the book of 4th John the Hampton. (laughs) Some of you are saying, wait a minute, 4th John, 1, 2, 3. Yes, this is from 4th John the Hampton. Or as one little girl here, girl here at Journey called me John the Hamster. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Pastor Dustin, when things get hard and you're going through a tough season, always remember, no givesies back season. <laughs> Pastor Dustin, I'm so proud of you. and I love you so much. I may not always be here at Journey, but I will always be there for you. And now it's my privilege to introduce to you the chairman of our elders, Randy Scoggins, the rest of our elder team. They're going to join me on the stage right now. And I'm going to ask Pastor Dustin and TJ to come up on stage and my wife, Melinda, to join us as well.
2: Okay. I'm going to slide over here so you can see these really good-looking folks. And I'm not blocking them. Um, uh, Good morning, and just praise God. This has just been an incredible journey here at Journey. And where we are now is nothing more than miraculous folks. Um, I am a member of your elder team, and the other elders are up here. And I just want to tell you, on behalf of the entire elder team, what an honor it is to be here this morning. And here's something I want to share with you. Never before in the 50-plus year history of Journey Christian Church have we experienced the blessing, joy, and honor of lovingly and honorably... Retiring, whom I believe is the most beloved lead pastor that Journey's ever had and the most effective lead pastor Journey's ever had, John Hampton, while at the same time celebrating and rejoicing over the installation of a new lead pastor through an orderly, loving, and God-blessed transition. It's incredible. It doesn't usually happen this way, folks. Yeah. It's a time of dedication as we formalize the installation of Pastor Dustin Agard to be Journey Christian Church's lead pastor. To that point, I want to share with you all again something I mentioned last year during our transition talks. I think that dad didn't have much of a voice. Maybe you were glad of that, but today you got to, to put it up with me. But these are some vital and essential things that you, as our Journey family and our Journey congregation, need to know. With our normal elder rotation, during this process, a total of 13 different elders and three different elder chairs have been involved in this transition process. This isn't something we dreamed up last July or last May. To the man, God has shown us overwhelming evidence that we are in his will and that he has most assuredly anointed Dustin Agard to be our next lead pastor here at Journey. We believe God's very pleased with our obedience and will bless Journey and Dustin's ministry here abundantly in the days and years to come. This is a sacred moment, both in the life of Journey, Christian Church, and for the Agard family. And we ask the Father in heaven to mercifully apply his grace and wisdom for all that is needed for discipleship, and leadership in Pastor Dustin's life in the years to come. But this is also a time for great celebration and rejoicing. We celebrate God's faithfulness to us as a church family for over 50 years as we celebrate his provision of the gift of godly leaders like Pastor Dustin and Pastor John to lead, feed, and guide our church in the present and into the future. I would now like to give a charge to the congregation, to the elders, and to Pastor Dustin, and I will do so in that sequence. So I'd like to ask all of you to stand now, please. To the Journey congregation. The scripture writers are not silent about having words for you today, Journey Christian Church family. The writer of the letter to the Hebrews says this in chapter 13 in the message translation. Be responsive to your pastoral leaders. Listen to their counsel. They are alert to the condition of your lives and they work under the strict supervision of God. Contribute to the joy of their leadership, not to its drudgery. Why would you want to make things harder for them? Pray for us. We have no doubts about what we're doing or why, but it's hard going, and we need your prayers. And that's from Hebrews thirteen, seventeen, and 18. So Journey family, please listen to this charge, and when I'm finished, I'm going to ask you for a response. Will you embrace Jesus as Lord and head of our church today in a fresh, new way? Will you commit to fully engage and serve in the ministry of this church Will you pray for the A-guards and hold Dustin in his office as lead pastor in high regard and genuine respect? Will you be slow to criticize, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, and more importantly, even quicker to pray? If this is your commitment, please say out loud now, we will. Awesome. You might have been more enthusiastic than the 930 crowd. <laughs> to my fellow elders, I'm going to turn my back on you now for a moment. I want to remind all of us, myself included, that godly pastors are a gift to the congregation. But as elders, you and I, we, are a gift to the lead pastor. Therefore, will you again affirm your commitment and love for Jesus and his congregation? Will you agree to support and serve together with your pastor humbly and peacefully, striving to lead this church to be all that it can be to the glory of God? And will you carry out these responsibilities, depending on the guidance, the power, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit to this body? If this is your commitment, let us all answer at this time, we will. We will. believing that Jesus is the son of the living God your savior and lord pardon me Pastor Dustin come over got ahead of myself great leadership is marked above all else by great humility love and servanthood Dustin, I want to ask you to affirm your pastoral vows before your congregation that you committed to when you were first ordained into Christian ministry. Believing that Jesus is the Son of the living God, your Savior and Lord, and accepting his call upon your life as a minister of the gospel of Jesus and the lead pastor of Journey Christian Church, will you live by God's enabling grace, a Christ-centered, spirit-empowered mission-focused life, seeking personal holiness in word, thought and deed so as not to dishonor the gospel which you preach and teach. Will you devote yourself to the ministry of the word and to prayer, to save the lost, disciple the saved, strengthen the weak, rebuke the unruly, and build up the body, always pointing God, or always pointing people to know, follow, and love Jesus. And will you love this church and the people within it, sharing not only the gospel with them, but your life as well, and when needed, to endure hardship and challenges for its well-being. And will you choose to lead this flock after the pattern of Jesus himself, who came not to be served, but to serve. If this is your commitment, then Dustin, please out loud answer, I will. I will. Amen. Yeah, you can clap. And may God use you mightily to accomplish his purposes for you, the Journey Christian Church. If you folks will remain standing, I will now ask Sheil Amin, a member of our elder team, to come up to pray over Dustin and TJ as the elders lay hand on, hands on them. And I'd ask TJ and Pastor John Melinda to come up and if Dustin and TJ can sit and Melinda and John get behind them, gonna give the mic to Shield. We'll all lay hands on them and Sheol will lead us in prayer.
3: Church, if, if you're able, if you could extend your arms out towards uh, Pastor Dustin and TJ. Thank you. Heavenly Father, it was you. It was always you, Lord. You had been the one at work over five years ago to bring Dustin to journey. And now you've chosen him to be Journey Christian Church's next lead pastor. For that, we come with humility and thanksgiving for all you've done. We give you thanks for the sweet season at Journey we've just come from under Pastor John. And through the transition, we thank you that a foundation of deep humility, surrender, and obedience has been laid out at Journey. And because your mighty hand has been in all of this, we wait in anticipation and we thank you, Lord, in advance for the day to, days to come as at Journey in our communities in Apopka and Lake County. And Lord, as Dustin takes this position, I wanna pray a special blessing over him. I think specifically of the prophets Elijah and Elisha and humbly ask that you give him a double portion of your spirit. Please keep him humble, Lord, and on his knees in prayer. May you always be on his mind as he wakes and when he goes to bed each night. Please keep him planted in your word so he can be protected from temptation. And may we as a church cover him and his family in prayer. Lord, for his family, may they continue to be his main mission field as he cares for his wife, TJ, and disciples his children, Riley, Callie Joy, and Darby. I pray a blessing on TJ as she's been chosen too. We are grateful for all she has done to support and counsel Dustin to this point. She has a special and vital part in his ministry and we pray your blessing on her. May you continue to bless their marriage and their family life. Lord, thank you for the servant hearts that their children have. They radiate Jesus. Continue to protect and guide their unique faith journey and relationship with you. May we as a church support their family with unconditional love and prayer. And oh Father, as I think about the vision that you have for this church, your church, we ask that you give Pastor Dustin a vision that is so audacious and so outlandish that it could only be achieved through you so you receive all the glory. And Lord, may Journey be a church that reaches out to our community in love, a church community filled with people of all different backgrounds and cultures, different financial statuses and languages, all united as one in the name of Jesus. May we serve the hurting, being the hands and feet of Jesus as we reach the least of these in your name. And Lord, may we be a church that develops leaders for future ministry, being the feet that bring good news to all corners of the earth. And Lord, when this comes to pass, may we always remember that it was you. And Lord, we pray all this in your precious name. Amen. Amen.
2: Thank you. And now I have the distinct honor to present to you all God's anointed and installed lead pastor of Journey Christian Church, Pastor Dustin Hagard. Go ahead and have a seat.
4: grateful think about the words of king david when he cried out to god and said who am i and what is my family that you have brought me this far that's how i feel today who am i what is my family god my only response is to put my hands up and worship I can't thank Pastor John and the elders enough for how they have expressed the love of Jesus every step of the way. So Pastor John, you know this privately, but I'll say it again publicly, I love you. You make me a better husband, a better father, a better man of God, and I'm grateful. Pastor Kevin Queen, not only for your friendship, but... I love you and I love Journey. And so today was a good day for me for y'all two to meet. Isn't that a great treat to have Pastor Kevin here today? <clears throat> uh, Bree and Bolton, love you guys. So grateful for y'all to be here. Journey, I don't know if this is good or bad. It's just my story and I'm sticking to it. I, I literally have never thought ever about being a lead pastor ever until I met you story. Never thought about it. And then I came to journey and I remember walking the beach, New Smyrna about four or five five years ago. Just my wife and I said, I don't know. I I don't know if I'd ever be a lead pastor, but if I was, I'd want it to be a journey. That's how you've marked me. And you may not remember my first day at journey, but I remember my first day here because of how well you loved my family and I, how well you welcomed my family and I. And you've done that ever since our first day. And so I just wanna say thank you for how well you love us. Thank you for how well you shine the radiance of Jesus in this community in Lake County and beyond. Thank you. I don't know if you're familiar with the story there's an illustration I feel like this today of a of a turtle on a fence post and the idea is if you ever see a turtle on a fence post you got to ask the question how did that happen because a turtle cannot crawl up a fence post somebody put it there probably a teenage boy named Dustin and that's what I feel like today I feel like a turtle on a fence post I got a great family. I'm so blessed with my family, but you've only known me for five years. The previous four decades, what you need to know is it's not just taking a family, it's taking a village of people that have encouraged me, loved me, poured into me. I can't tell you how many volunteers at church after church after church has either discipled me, poured into me, uh, loved on me and my family, coaches, teachers, professors, so many people. And now you. And so I just want to say thank you. Uh, I'm aware it's taken a village, and I'm grateful for the village I get to be a part of. Pastor John and I were talking yesterday, and we had a special event um, on Friday with the elders, some pastors, some family, just a more intimate version of this. And and I told Pastor John yesterday, I said, "Man, I said after this weekend, I'm going to be ready to charge hell with a water pistol." I love his response. He said, Well, after this weekend, you better know that when you do, you're not doing it alone. And so, Journey, it's time to go to Walmart and buy yourself a super soaker. Because we got a job to do. And we're going to lift up the name of Jesus and we're going to go and take it to every dark corner we can. That's our calling.
0: Thanks for listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. If this message was a blessing to you, be sure to click the follow button and share it with your family and friends. For more information about Journey Christian Church, please go to journeychristian.com.